Now, the officials are ready. The fighters are in the ring, and they are ready. So for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hey everybody and welcome to Enneagram U. I'm Damon and I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi Kelly. Hey Damon. Kelly, we start every show with this simple question. How are you feeling today? Yes. Oh, I am feeling surprised. Oh, okay. So a few days ago, I have quit caffeine. And I thought that I would die. Do I need to leave? (laughs) I thought I would be dragging my body into Mm -hmm. the studio today. But surprisingly, I did wean myself. So a little bit off each day last week to where Saturday, no caffeine. Literally thought there's probably going to be an explosion in my heart. But I'm doing great and I'm surprised. I'm feeling shocked about that. Did you get a headache? No. Why? I mean, everybody gets a headache. It was just the process of weaning. Oh, wow. So you just went slow. Slow. But I'm surprised. Your wisdom. That's a good word. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling, Damon? I'm feeling, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling nervous about today's topic. Okay. Because it's fun, but yet, it's I'm nervous about it because we're doing the evils of the Enneagram. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, it's a very evil. It's a very evil thing. And so we're going to hear a couple of different uh, takes. And yeah. The, and and because I think it, it's controversial. And yes. what I'm finding is that it's controversial in some circles, especially right. in the faith world. Yeah. So the Enneagram is taught as a, you know, we look at the Enneagram as a tool that's very helpful and helpful to getting to know who we are. And I haven't thought of it much more than that. And I recently stumbled on some information that said, well, some of the faith, uh, some of the churches, faith-based maybe organizations are kind of like, hmm, maybe we ought to pause on this whole Enneagram thing. And I'm like, what? Okay, why? And so we dug into that a little bit. Have you heard of that a little bit? Yeah, well, I think, you know, anything can be taken to the extreme. Right. And so I think, you know, recognizing how are we using the Enneagram You know, some people can make the Enneagram more of an idol where they're kind of looking at that versus looking at God. You know, I think for us uh, being able to look at it as a tool that God uses for our spiritual transformation. And yet I think people do have fear um, if they don't know a lot about it or they can make anything evil. So, yeah, Hmm. heard uh, some extremes through the years. I've had to defend it, you know, in some circles. So, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I found a clip and we're going to play it. And uh, so let's just, as we set this up, they're, they're kind of, there's probably a million different camps on this, just like there are for every other topic in the world. So we're going to make this as fun as possible and yeah. keep it as light as possible. But we also want to, you know, we want to dive into the evils of the Enneagram. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do actually, but I just never, I never use them. Let's see if I can find a sound effect. That's why we don't use them. (laughs) I would use this one instead. Holy shnikes. We are going to take a look at the evils of the Enneagram. Yes. Holy shnikes. Yep. Okay. 
I'm going to pull something up right here and let's just take a listen. Enneagram is a cultural phenomenon that markets itself as an enigmatic personality test that has recently taken churches and Christian circles by storm. This thing called the Enneagram really, really share all of the human spectrum of the beauty that God's designed in us and, and the, the brokenness, brokenness that, that sin has caused in us. Many of you probably know your own Enneagram number, and you could even tell someone what number they are just by observing their personality and hearing their hopes and fears. At first glance, this system seems like just another personality test, like Myers-Briggs or the DISC profile. But as you will see, this couldn't be further from the truth. The reality is, is that the Enneagram appears harmless, but is actually anything but. More than just a fun way to learn about your personality and the personalities of those around you, the Enneagram has occult origins and even demonic influence. And we do not have sound effects like that. Those sound effects. Wow. It's like watching a scary movie. I was. I was. Ah! I had chills. I know. So that's that's one side. Yeah. Let's hear the other side. Yes, okay, please. I've got another one. And let me tell you what the Enneagram is. The Enneagram is a tool that can help me, that can help me identify me. It's just a tool. That's all it is. Somebody say, well, I think it's, I think it's false prophet. Well, there's a false prophet in the Bible named Balaam and God uses him to bring about his will. And some people say, oh my gosh, I think, I think it's witchcraft. Well, God uses a witch to slap Saul all around in the Bible. And some of you guys, well, I don't know. I, I, I read online, I think it's astrology. Isn't it interesting that the astrologers found Jesus and the Bible scholars in Jerusalem missed him? Well, I don't know, pastor. I just don't think we should ever use something non-biblical to lead people to Jesus. Isn't it interesting when John is writing the gospel to tell you about who Jesus is, he uses a cultic pagan term, logos. You see, what John knew is pagan Greeks don't have any idea who a Jewish God is. And so he uses their occultic understanding of the creator, logos. And he says, in the beginning of his gospel, in the beginning was the logos. And the Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. Who's the Logos? His name is Jesus. I cut him off there at the end, but he was basically, you know, just continuing his, yeah. his argument. So he where do preaching we, to us. Yeah, yeah. So where do we go from here with the Enneagram when it yeah. comes to faith? And I'm a person of faith. I believe in Jesus. You do as well. Yes. And so here we are talking about the Enneagram and one side of the aisle has some negative things to say about it. Look out. And the other side is like, why are you, why are you freaking yeah. out? It's just a, a tool. So, mm-hmm. Well, hmm. and I have to say when I first was introduced to the Enneagram, just not knowing anything about it, but seeing the symbol, it does look a bit concerning. You it, know, it's, it's... It's kind of an offset pentagram, yes, right? It's got, yes. The arrows and the lines. The more you learn about it, you realize, oh, those are why the numbers are connected to each other. Right. Um, but I think what really captivated me as a follower of Jesus is that it is a tool that I have seen personally in my life that God has used just to identify more of my false self patterns or my sin patterns or my unhealthy patterns and also the ways that God's designed me right. um, as a reflection of him in the world. So I like this uh, last pastor that said it's a tool. It, it is a tool. So the Enneagram does point out a strength and a weakness mm-hmm. in everybody um, for – because we haven't talked about every number yet or any number yet. Yeah. We've been kind of dwelling on, you know, the setup of We're personality. Setting up the yes, foundation. and we've got all that going. Um, but for – I'll use myself, for example, if I'm a nine, which I'm still – I'm still not <laughs> certain if that's true. 
But let me just, everyone calm down. Yes. Everyone calm down. Are we all okay? Yes, okay. we're all okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a nine. Um, the positive side of the nine is something to do with peace. Yes, you're right? a person of peace. I am. Okay. You're so, a harmonizer. I guess Unifier. So. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> and then the bad side of the nine is I'm lazy? Well, no. Oh. Sloth. Sloth is something. Yes. I can be slothful. Yes. Now, for nines, they're not lazy. It's just inertia. Right. And so if they don't have something to get them going, they have a hard time getting started. But once they get going, they get a lot done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in, in the first, uh, when we had heard the first argument there uh, with the clip, I think if you listen to more information about that side of what's uh, what they're arguing about, you find that w- there's two things really that that scare them or that they get stuck on. And that would be number one, that you get put in a, a box of sorts that you can't change. And if you can't change, the Christ- that kind of runs counter, that runs very counter to mm-hmm. the Christian faith, which is all about transformation. Right. Um, and that if I'm born a certain way, then that can become an excuse. So I'm a sloth. God designed me as a sloth. So I don't have to change away from my slothfulness if that's a sin. And so then that just takes away the grace of God. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. completely, if you go that far, it completely derails everything about Christianity. It, it's in conflict mm-hmm. with that. Right. Because I would say so much of misunderstanding is where it is a focus on that sin pattern and saying, oh, it's okay to be a person of sloth because this is who God's created you. I think what uh, we can use through the Enneagram is to say that, no, Damon, you were created by God to be a person of peace. And what might keep you from being that person of peace is sloth. And so let's go ahead and identify that blind spot or something that you may uh, not even see because it's been such a part of you. Let's go ahead and name that just so you can have awareness of it. So it really is a tool for self-knowledge, which actually is a spiritual discipline, the spiritual discipline of self-knowledge, knowing more about self, not just to know about self, to know about self, but to know that the more that we know about self, the more we know God. And that's true for every number, not mm-hmm. just sloths. Not just sloths. <laughs> and, and isn't it interesting that yeah. like the the unhealthy side of all the numbers or the besetting sin pattern are based on the seven deadly sins plus two. Hey everyone, before we continue our discussion, I would love to invite you to episode five, where we will discuss Enneagram triads. Let's learn together about the numbers that go together. See you then. So there... I mean, I know that there's questions about the origins. Um, I know we can take anything uh, and twist it to be evil, or we can twist it to say, oh, God created the Enneagram. Well, right. no, God gives us tools that we can use. But mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, too, even as we read some of Paul's epistles, there he talks about taking off the old self and putting on the new self. And so I haven't found a tool that's right. been more helpful Again, there's no magic in the tool. It's just a tool. It's like a hammer. But we can use mm-hmm. that tool to be able to identify what are those false self patterns or those old man patterns. Take off that. Take off sloth, Damon. Mm-hmm. Let it go, brother. I, I, I'm, I'm doing jumping jacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, put on peace. Yes, put right. on that true self. Yeah, yeah. and if you can't, if, if you just say to somebody, well, you're a sinner, we all would um, agree that, well, I won't say we all agree, depending on who's <laughs> listening, but as people of faith, we all agree there's sin in our lives. But this does give us one of those ways we can name what sin that is mm-hmm. so that we can deal with it. Otherwise, you can say, um, 
we've all sinned. See you later. Yeah. You know, and this is just helpful, I think, right. a helpful tool. And that's how I look at it. And I definitely don't worship it. And the Enneagram is definitely not our God right. uh, by any means. Um, but that that's the first reason that I think that is that like you can't change. So the truth is with Enneagram, it's all about change. That's right. It's all about transformation, moving from uh, unhealthy to being uh more healthy, you know, knowing that's a journey, we're going to find ourselves falling in the unhealthy patterns. What are the ways or the paths to move to healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the second thing that they point out is just the origins. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, like, where does this come from? And, you know, there's a whole history. You can, you all are smart, smart listeners. You can get on uh, the internet and you can look it up and you can see where these things come from. And we would bore you with all of that information because we can go from this guy to this guy to this guy. Mm-hmm. But the modern Enneagram kind of probably came around more like in 1960s, then again in the 2000s. And and then there just have been a lot of writings on it because people like it. But I mean, what doesn't, there's a lot of things in faith that have bad beginnings. Yeah. I mean, and and the second clip that we played, he kind of pointed that out, mm-hmm. that there are things that, I don't know, it's like, why why do we do Christmas the way we do it? I mm-hmm. think we borrowed a few things that may not all be just Christian-based. Yes. Um, and you could look that up on the internet, too, because everything is real that's on the internet and right. true. <laughs> Yeah. And this also reminds me of, and and again, as I'm processing out loud here with the audience, you'll just have to all give me grace because you know where I am, which is uneducated on all of this. But it reminds me of the of the talk around music in the 1970s and the church or oh, the 1980s goodness. and the church and where whether or not we should move away from certain instruments like a pipe organ or mm-hmm. a piano and move to a drum set. Um, because drums were evil and drum beats are evil and they come from black magic and voodoo and things like that. And I'll bet everybody has a drum set in their church today and enjoys Mm -hmm. that tool uh, in their worship. Yeah. So it, and maybe I'm missing it, but that's kind of where I land on this. Oh, I, I agree, Damon. I think there's so many things that we sadly have put uh, fear over and it's limited then how God wants to use things in our life. I think about something like yoga. Mm-hmm. Also back in the day, it's like, oh, do not do yoga. It opens your mind up to evils. And it's like, how are we limiting God in so many of the different things because we're so afraid? Right. And we tend to we tend to like operate on fear and and you would not be as flexible today, everyone, if you yes. didn't have yoga. <laughs> You don't have to meditate during yoga. I mean, sometimes you they or you meditate it. on God, right? Like, yeah. how are we using yoga? Yeah, it it. But it's funny how in the church, and I've been around the church a while, and it's funny how we like to pick fights. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder, like, are we picking the right fight? I mean, yeah. we have people living under a bridge just down the road, not too far, right? Or we have you know homeless problems or whatever is happening in our country right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm the biggest hypocrite of all, but I'm just saying it's just interesting to observe what fights I pick, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know what's really important in life. Um, and I think that uh, uh, message that says all truth is God's truth. So whatever God deems that He wants to use in our lives. Let's not uh, block how he wants to use that in our lives. You know, being able to use this again is it a tool that God is inviting us into. I believe in my own personal journey. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
others may uh, have a hard time with that, but that's right. something between them and God. That's right. I mean, there's so few of us. Yes. Uh, you're, you're much further <laughs> along, Kelly. No, I'm just teasing you. Um, yeah, you're right. And and we come along at our own pace. And I mm-hmm. think everything, you know, you have to, with with uh, measure, you know, yes. measure everything here. And, I mean, we've talked about several things. We talked about the Jahari window. Mm-hmm. What was the one we talked about two episodes ago? We talked about... Um, dysfunctional families. Dysfunctional families and personality. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, would we put all of these things like outside of God's ability to use Mm. or be involved in. Well, even psychology. I mean, back in the day when I was getting my master's degree in psychology, um, I know at the time it was considered a very humanistic science. Mm. And yet so many of the roots of even um, practices of processing your emotions, we can see throughout God's word. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, we don't want to throw the baby and the bathtub out. Right. (laughs) We just want to be able to see how God wants to use different things in our lives to help us to grow, to transform, to change more into his likeness, to live more of a life-giving, true self-life. Mm-hmm. Well, there's many um, many groups in, in faith-based organizations today that are physical fitness type groups mm-hmm. as well. You yeah. know, there's there's that. And I don't I don't remember the I do remember the disciples doing some fishing. <laughs> I don't remember yoga. I don't remember running. Right. I don't remember weightlifting per yeah. se besides regular work. And I'm, you know, I'm mm. going off the deep end here a little bit. But <laughs> but I mean it's just like we can't put God in a box. But obviously scripture for the Christian is where the they go where I go initially for for truth, mm-hmm. and then balancing everything against that. Um, yeah, well, and you know, at times I've had conversations with people. I'll say, read Colossians three. You know, just let that be a scripture that you look at because so many of the things that Paul names there is all of the false self patterns that the Enneagram names, like the besetting struggles. You know, That's take good. off greed, malice, anger. You know, and put on again right. those things that are life giving of those qualities that God wants to reflect through us. That's really good, Kelly. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And um, I I think you already mentioned to uh, Paul saying, I think it's 2 Corinthians, um, you're a new creation, mm-hmm. the old's gone and the new has come, you know, so there's transformation to be had. My favorite, one of my favorite verses, um, Galatians um, 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I mm-hmm. no longer live. But Christ lives in me, and the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. So that's really where the Christian's identity comes from. That's right. Right there. And then things like the Enneagram help with uh, knowing and naming things Mm -hmm. that are wrong in our lives that then God can take a hold of and help us Mm -hmm. transform. And then also, if we're not very flexible, we could do yoga. I mean, that's always a great idea. (laughs) Wow. But yes, our identity is in Christ. You know, A.J. Sherrill has written a book. I think it's uh, called um, The Spiritual Formation in the Enneagram. But he he has this illustration that I find so helpful. He said, the roots of every one of us is the identity in Christ. And then we imagine the trunk growing out of that identity. And that's our personality. You know, that's where God's given us each a unique personality. And then the the limbs and the fruit that grows from that is how healthy is our personality. But our identity is rooted in Christ. That's a really good word picture. And mm-hmm. so we would encourage everybody listening, I think you would encourage them, uh, to not use the Enneagram as an excuse for no. staying still. 
Right. Because that is not the intention of it. No, it's a tool to help us to grow, Mm -hmm. you know, for transformation. And so none of us want to be on that side of the unhealthy uh, side of the Enneagram. We want to be aware and we want to move towards growth in that healthy space. I think we can find the good things in uh, in the Enneagram for sure in the faith world. And we don't really want to be afraid of things either. And I I think it's good to have these conversations. As you can tell, I don't have all the answers, but it's good to have the conversations about it because we do want to protect the church and Mm -hmm. faith and and, uh, our relationship with Christ. We want to have all those things um, be important and stay important and stay first. So... Wow. Do you have anything else on this topic? These Because no, this has been a pretty evil <laughs> conversation. No, I just, you know, I think, you know, uh, Jesus and also Paul uh, in the New Testament talks about this ongoing maturity. And so I think the Enneagram can be a tool to use that in our ongoing process of maturity. Um, and again, I've heard it said it's like money. Money's uh, not good or bad it's just how we use it i think the uh, the enneagram it's not good or bad it's just right. how we use it right that's yeah. funny i remember an illustration when i was in college that a friend of mine we'd sit around um talking about just everything in the world and everyone does that in college and we were i was a new um what i what we would call or i would call a new believer a new follower of jesus i didn't know much about it and we were talking about good and evil and what is good what is evil and at that time we were talking about music but it was complicated so we started talking about a chair and how a chair is just a chair yeah unless you pick it up and crack it over somebody's right. head and now it's a weapon, it's a weapon. right yeah. mhm well, this has been some deep stuff and yes. way over my head, and I'm glad we survived it. Um, but thank Without you. Without caffeine yes. and also. Oh, my. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So I was nervous. And yeah. you were, what was your. Um, your surprise. Ex- you were surprised. Yeah. And right now you might be listening and you might be really surprised and very nervous yes. that we're going to continue this podcast, but we are. Yes. And so we'll be back uh, next week. So thank you for joining us uh, on Enneagram U, and we will see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.